Hey, 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 it's Tanya Stokes, and welcome to my podcast, The Tanya Stokes Podcast. Today, I have a very interesting topic for you. My topic is tipping. What's proper? What's the correct etiquette for tipping? So let's get into it. So I was on Facebook. I haven't been on Facebook in about three plus years. So Facebook was foreign to me. I just couldn't get it together. Like I was constantly calling a girlfriend like, hey, I just put a post on Facebook. Is that on my business page or my personal page? And she's like, Tanya, it's on your personal page. Why don't you do this? Connect your Instagram and Facebook so that when you post something on Instagram, it automatically goes to your business account on Facebook. And I was like, oh, well, I canceled the business account for Instagram. Like it was just a lot, just a lot, lot, lot. So I have a little help now. And uh, so I could be more present on one of those platforms. But today I want to talk to you about tipping. A friend of mine had this whole rant about tipping and how people aren't tipping him. And he did a lot of work and he deserved a bigger tip. And some people are horrible and, excuse me, and selfish. And I was like, there's something not right about this rant. Like, Because here's what I gathered from the rant that he did a lot of work for a client and they didn't tip well. See, here's why I have a problem with that. So whatever you were hired to do, charge what you're worth. And then the tip is extra, but don't charge less and expect the tip to balance out your numbers, that does not make sense. I know you've heard me talk about how social media has birthed so many new entrepreneurs. Um, And this isn't the first time I've heard a new entrepreneur talk about the tip. You have heard people talk about it with um, their delivery service. And I was like, this is so crazy. I felt comfortable and led to call my Facebook friend to say, hey, let's chat. So I just gave him a quick one-on-one. You're upset because you didn't get a bigger tip when you should be upset because you're not charging your worth. You know, don't, don't expect a big tip to feel better. I got some numbers from uh, bankrate.com about tipping, and I want you guys to think about it. Um, Y'all, just email me, call me, let me know what you think. My email address is info at tanyastokes.com. Again, it's info at tanyastokes.com. Gosh, my microphone is so clear. It sounds good. I love it. So let me share these these little uh, tips with you guys from Bankrate. What's proper etiquette for tipping? If it's Instacart, shipped, or any other delivery service, Bankrate.com says 10 to 15% per delivery 
is good, but 20 to 30% is even better. Now, if you pick your food up, no tip is necessary. You did all the work, you know? Um, But if you want to leave them something, leave something less than 10%. Now, if you're at a restaurant and, um, you know, you're seated and all this other stuff, 20% is good. I don't know. It just depends. Like if I have a great server, you know, I'll I'll give more than 20%, you know. I kind of like making people's day. You know what I mean? Not only that, my son was in the service industry and um, I always tipped well because I always wanted people to tip him well, you know. In hotels, uh, you can give like five or 10 bucks for the person that's toting your bag. Now for salons and spas and barbershops, 20 to 25% is good. But hey, if you want to tip more, we will take more. I got those numbers from bankrate.com. What do you feel is correct? And I'm going to share a little story with you guys. Most of you know my story as far as my career path, but my background is radio. And then I transitioned into the beauty industry, but I always did them both. You know, I've always had two jobs. I've always, always, always had two jobs. So I worked the radio station full-time on air. And then I worked at the salon. So actually I went to beauty school and then eventually I, I enjoyed the freedom of being a stylist. Um, You've heard my story before where I used to constantly complain about the people at work. And my mom was like, look, until you own it, you do what they say. So eventually I opened the lawn and I quit. And I was able to do it my way. Working at the radio station and then working at the hair salon Um, I didn't know much about the business of, I knew hair, but I didn't know a lot about the business of hair. So before I opened my salon, I worked with another young lady for a couple of years. And the one thing she was big on, like she would take me to dinner and stuff like that. She was very, very big on tipping. We would be at a restaurant, you know, I might give like, you know, two or $3. And she would be like, excuse me, sir, come here. And she would give like 20 or $30. She was always a big tip. And I was like, why do you always give them so much money? They're doing their job. And she says, Tanya, you are in a service-driven business. And being in a service-driven business, a lot of times your tips take you over the top. And Mr. Dudley has always taught us about tipping and putting your tips aside and From that point on, I became a better tipper, a much better tipper. And I taught my son to be a great tipper. You know, when he was a kid, he went to the barbershop. We never left that chair without giving that barber at least $10 or $20, a $10 or $20 tip. One, because I had already been trained to be a good tipper. So we had been tipping the barber $10 and $20 when my son was a toddler. Like, real talk. So it bothers me when I see grown folks on social media complaining about tips. If you're 
in the service-driven industry. Charge your worth. Charge your worth. People will pay you for your worth. If you are in the service industry, what is your time worth? What we do in the service business is we trade time for money. You trade time for money. If you are still charging $30 or $35 for a shampoo and style, you are killing yourself. You will be working extremely hard. Your numbers will never add up. If you live in the Charlotte market, this market doesn't even call for that. This market is a 55 and up market for a shampoo, a basic shampoo on short to mid-length hair. Relaxed hair. 70 to $75 and up for relax, I mean, for natural hair. Study your market. Then you won't walk away feeling like, damn, I feel like I've been robbed. So I want you to stop getting on social media talking about how people are cheap. People are not cheap. They're not. I do not have a problem with someone not tipping me. Here's why. Because I charge my worth. Here's what I have a problem with. I have a problem with you challenging my prices. Like we're not going to play, let's make a deal. I've never been that stylist. So you have a choice. You're either going to pay this price or not. And if you come and you're natural and your hair is matted and I have to detangle it, as I am looking at your hair, I let you know that this is going to be extra. When we start talking about how dry your hair is and, oh, my God, your ends are split, you want to go ahead and take care of that? That is extra. It's like going to, I don't know, McDonald's. You bought a number two, but then you asked for an apple pie. If a number two is $10, the apple pie is extra. You know that. If you go to Bojangles and you get a number six and you want a cherry drink, you know the drink is extra. So why do you patronize some of these businesses and pretend you didn't know it was extra? When you go to the nail shop, some of these nail shop videos that I see, I'm very quiet because I've been in situations where the nail technician was mistreated. So I, I really don't talk about it a lot. But you know, if you went and got a basic manicure and they asked you if you wanted a design, you want a design and you say, yeah, you know that design is extra and they don't care if you don't tip. That's the thing. We don't care if you don't tip. We care if you challenge our prices. You'll never hear me complain. You will never hear me complain because I charge what I'm worth. So let's stop. Let's stop doing that. It doesn't look good and it doesn't make people want to patronize your business. It actually makes people, it deters people from your business because they're looking at you like when you're unprofessional, you have a problem with a client, so you take it to Facebook. You take it to Instagram. And you really think you're right. Here's what happens. Um, and I did this with a friend of mine. I said, the next time you want to complain about a client, call me. We're in different industries, but I promise you I'll listen. 
Because entrepreneur to entrepreneur, I can almost promise you the problem is the same. It's a different industry, same problem. If you have a problem with your client showing up late, guess what? We do too. Guess what? A trainer does too. Guess what? A nail shop and a spa tech, everybody has a problem with that. And sometimes, hell, if you referred your client to that person, it's probably the same damn client. If you have a a client that nitpicks every little thing you do, guess what? We have clients like that too. Do not get on social media and complain about your clients. It makes you look very unprofessional. Call another practitioner. Complain to them because they already know. They could take it. It's almost like if a preacher, if a preacher got on YouTube and complained about his, um, his members, he's constantly complaining about the members. Would you want to go to that church? No. That preacher will probably call another preacher. You honestly think Stephen Furtick complains about his people to a regular church member? No, he calls T.D. Jakes. T.D. Jakes calls Charles Stanley. I'm just throwing this out here. Charles Stanley calls Joel Osteen. Why? Because they're in the same industry and they understand. You just have to decide if you want to continue working with that person. But you're not doing yourself any favors by getting on social media complaining about tips. Now, I'm going to wrap this up, but let me tell you something. So during COVID, um, you know, I was just kind of sitting here just going through life. And some of my clients were just sending me money. And I'm, I'm a horrible receiver, right? I'm a great giver. I'm a horrible receiver. Like I had to call another stylist like, hey, my clients are sending me money. What am I supposed to do? And she was like, Tanya, call them and say thank you. (laughs) It was so crazy. And I really, really appreciated that. But I was like, oh, okay. I'm a horrible receiver. Like I never know what to do because I'm so used to giving. So I've got to learn to be a better receiver, but it gets better. So now we're back in the salon and, you know, you still have some people that couldn't wait to get back into the salon because they're salon babies. They don't do anything with their hair. So we're back in the salon. Now the salon babies are back in the salon every week, like clockwork. They're not missing a beat. So if they're not in the salon every week, they're in the salon every two weeks. But then I have another set who comes in sporadically. They used to be on a regular schedule, but they're still a little uncomfortable with COVID. Those people, when they come in, they are tipping me half. Some of them are tipping me half of what the total service is. And a few of them are tipping me the entire service. So if your service was $5, they tip $5. I don't have a $5 service, but I'm just trying to use that as an example. So I'm like blown away because I'm a horrible receiver. Like, I don't know what to do. I almost want to put everything down and hug them. (laughs) 
But do you understand what I'm saying? Listen, be a good tipper because it comes back. I promise you, it comes back. That's the way of the world. Whatever you put out, it's going to come back. So here's what I asked the person on Facebook. I said, when you go to restaurants, do you tip? And they said, no. I said, you don't tip anything. I said, I'm not talking about like, if you go to Burger King or McDonald's, I'm talking about you're dining in. Do you tip your server? And he was like, no. See, I didn't want to say it was a guy. I messed up. <laughs> but yeah, it was a guy. So he said, no, he doesn't, he doesn't tip. So then I asked, why do you think people are going to tip you? You don't tip other people. What you put out, you get back. Now you're in the service industry. You don't tip. Why do you think people are going to tip you just for the hell of it? How is your service? How is your mannerism? You know, it's more than just people don't know. People don't know what you do to run a business. And you've heard me say this in other podcasts. When I run into a new entrepreneur and I ask them, how is business? And they say things like slow, horrible. I quit. I went back to work. Now, I know you're going to take this the wrong way, but something inside of me smiles because that person, I remember this, this person in particular said, how hard could it be? You're just, and it is hard. Like this year in COVID, I started a new career. And you would think like every, like everything new, every career change, the first thing they tell you to do what? Tap into your sphere of influence. Let everybody you know, like, and trust know that you are a real estate agent. Call all your friends, send all the contacts in your phone. Have y'all ever gotten a random contact from somebody where they're like, hey, I want to talk to you about insurance. Hey, I'm selling this new lipstick. Hey guys, I got a new weight loss. And for some people, it changes. Like I have a family member, it changes like every three months. They're starting something new. And I remember saying to my cousin, like, don't he realize that he's looking a little unstable because every industry is telling you, tap into your sphere of influence. Email everyone, text everyone, let them know you're selling real estate. You're not a secret agent. I already knew I wasn't going to do that. I knew I was not going to do that. So I knew that I was going to have to put some work in. So I hired a coach. Um, I reached out to a couple of girls in Atlanta just to talk to them because other agents are really nice. And most of them said the same thing. Show up with value, Tanya. Show up with value. If somebody's talking about their HVAC system being a mess, or they're thinking about selling, show up with value. Tell them you know an HVAC guy. 
And if you don't know an HVAC guy, get some on your list, on your vendor list. If somebody's complaining about their lawn care, tell them you know a lawn care guy. And if you don't know one, get one. But here's the thing. That part was easy for me. Giving value was easy for me. Remember, I told you earlier, I'm a great giver. I'm a horrible receiver because I'm always giving. So even when I sit in my uh, discovery meetings with people and they go, well, what about your friends? Well, what about your family? Now, I know my family will tell everybody they run into, hey, you know, Tanya is selling real estate. You know, Tanya, Tanya is a real estate agent. She's up there in Charlotte with Caldwell Banker. But I did not and do not expect my friends to do it. And you know what? They don't. And they go, oh, you know, I forgot you. You do that. You know, I do not put expectations on people so that when you don't come through, I'm not disappointed. But here's what I do for other people. I'm constantly giving value. I'm constantly, constantly sharing. I'm constantly telling people about them. Hell, you can look at my uh, Instagram page and see I'm constantly shouting out entrepreneurs. You know why I do that? Because I know how hard it is to start. And I know that most of your family and friends will not shout you out. They will not shout you out. Because people are too busy saying, well, how, mm, mm, something else. Yes, it's something else. And you keep trying it until you find the one thing that works. But when you see me posting, when I am posting people that started their entrepreneurial gig, like during COVID, you saw me posting a lot of coaches and a lot of therapists. I believe in those people. Um, the people that opened their boutique and their dollar store. And just today I found out about the young lady who um, opened the first black uh, wine and spirit store. I don't know her, but I'm shouting her out. You know why? Because I know it is so hard to get your people to support you. So where am I going with this? You give, you give, you keep giving, you giving, you're giving, you're giving, you're giving, you're giving. And guess what happens to you? People start giving to you. Whatever you give comes back. It's the boomerang effect. You throw it out, it comes right back. But if you throw out mess and shade, that's what you're gonna get back. You ever notice how you can tell somebody, hey, go to so-and-so's barbershop. He's a nice person. You know, they're, the place is clean. He gives a great haircut. The music isn't offensive. Great parking. Somebody that does not give or that's in a bad place or that's constantly looking for negativity, 10 people could tell them the same story about that barbershop. But when they go to that barbershop, their experience was the opposite. Why? Because you're the opposite. You're the opposite of everybody that told you about that spot. Everybody that told you about that spot is open and caring and giving and, you know, love the atmosphere. And But with you, when you walk in, it's winter. It's winter and it's dark. Isn't that crazy? 
I'm telling you, I'm not making this stuff up. So you have to be very careful when you start referring people. So this podcast is not about referring, but you know, I just go off sometimes on a tangent. This podcast is about tipping, just in case you're just joining us. <laughs> so tipping is, again, you give what you, you get what you give. So if you're not getting tips, you're not giving tips. Be a better giver. Be a better giver. There is a book I read. Um, one of my clients suggested she had just gotten into uh, entrepreneurship. She was reading all these awesome books. And we would always talk about it. And she has since, you know, closed her business and went back to work. She was like, it's just a lot of work, Tanya. I just don't have the time. Um, but this book called The Go Giver. And the premise of the book is about um, this man that was looking for the secret. What is the secret? What is the secret? How do you do it? How do you do it? And this guy took him around to all his friends. They were always having meetings and good times and sharing. And this guy was so busy looking for the secret. So you go through the entire book where he's looking for like, but still, what is it? How have you gotten so successful? And the guy basically said, listen, I introduced you to all my friends. All I do is add value. All we do is meet up, talk, have dinner and add value. We pour into one another. And what happens from that is we also refer our friends to one another. He completely missed it. And that happens a lot to your textbookers. You know what I'm talking about? What chapter is that on? So, so who, is the, who is the teacher? Oh, how many degrees do they have? Where did they graduate? That happens to them. They missed the, you missed the whole point. So he was being educated the entire time and he missed it. The go giver, you gotta be a good giver and an even better receiver. I'm a great giver. My mom taught us that when we were kids. So when somebody's having a situation, we show up. We don't even think about it. We show up. Why? Because that's what you're supposed to do. People need you at certain times in your life. It's what you're supposed to do. And God forbid, if it happens to you, then people show up for you. When you are at your weakest and lowest moment, people will show up and be your strength. They will. Trust me. I can attest to that. So be a great giver and a much better receiver. I'm still working on being a receiver. I'm working on that. I think that's a whole another skill set <laughs> that I've got to master. But what I always do is I'm a great giver, a much better tipper. If I ever sat at anybody's table, they will tell you that girl leaves a good tip. I've always done it. I learned it when I was in my early 20s from my mentor. And I've always done it. If you only got $5 from me, I was probably, all I probably had was the amount of whatever. I never give a $5 tip. Very few people will tell you that I gave them a $5 tip. I'm not a $5 tipper. My tips are north of that. Have always been. 
So stop getting on social media complaining about the fact that you're not getting tips because you're not charging your worth. And if you're a delivery person, create your own delivery business and charge what you think you're worth. Now be careful because if the market, if you are charging more than what the market calls for, you're probably not going to be in business long. But it is not our job to tip you $40 for a $10 service. It's not our job to do that. We choose to do that. Well, anyway, I'm going to get out of here. But I want to leave you with this. The word tip is an acronym. And it means to ensure prompt service. You treat your server with respect and courtesy. It keeps you thinking that, like, which means as the server, you have got to give A1 service because you want that tip. So if you give them great service, if you give them the stuff that you know is needed, if you give me a glass of water, can you at least bring me a napkin? If I order French fries, can you at least ask me if I want ketchup? That's a great server. Do you know how many times I've gotten food with no napkin? I've had food delivered with no napkins. You delivered it not to my house, but to my job without a napkin. You just assume we had napkins? I mean, we do, but still. So tip means to ensure proper service or to ensure promptness. Showing up. Direct, on time, clean. And you're giving them the thing. You're going above and beyond. And you'll get a better tip. But you don't deserve a tip just because you're in the tipping industry. What you want is you want people to pay you what you are worth. Don't challenge my prices. This is not Burger King. You can't have it your own way. Just pay me what I asked for. And I don't care if you tip, but I'm not going to charge less and hope for a tip to balance out my account. That's not how it works. But listen, I've been talking to you guys for a long time, longer than 30 minutes. I try to keep this stuff short. I'll probably go back and uh, edit it and make it 30 minutes. But um. If you have any questions, give me a call. I love talking to entrepreneurs. I'm here for entrepreneurs. Uh, my number is 704-884-5882 or send me an email at info at tanyastokes.com. I'm your girl, Tanya Stokes. I don't know where that came from, but I said it. <laughs> I'm Tanya Stokes. I hope you're doing well. I hope you've learned something about tipping. And one more thing before I get out of here. Social media is not your friend. Your friend are the people or your friends are the people that you talk to on the phone. How about when you're feeling angry or you're feeling robbed, how about you call one of those friends and tell them what happened? Or call me, I'll listen. You're an entrepreneur, I will listen to you, child. 
704-884-5882. I'm Tanya Stokes. Uh, You guys have a great day. We'll talk soon. Bye.